want to start by wishing everyone a very happy Thanksgiving. Welcome into the final score. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. Uh, excited about this holiday episode um, as we are presented by PFP, Players Fitness and Performance here in Frederick. Uh, we have in a few minutes coming in uh, Mitch Rubin and Anthony Kosin, um, members of the state championship Oakdale boys soccer team. Uh, will be here to discuss their big victory over nationally ranked River Hill in, in, in the 2A championship game. And uh, we'll, we'll get their thoughts on the big win and what they were thinking as they were going through PKs uh, to, to win their uh, third uh, state title in, in, in school history. It's, it's, it's the second uh, for uh, Anthony Kosin, uh, a senior midfielder, so we'll get his thoughts on that and how, uh, how he sort of led the team uh, to the championship. And it's the third for Coach Rubin, so, so, we'll, so we'll get his thoughts on how tough it is to actually win a state title. But the football playoffs are still in full swing. Two teams left in Frederick County. Once again, here to join me uh, in studio is uh, state football guru Kyle McFadden. Back again uh, this week. How are you, Kyle? I'm good, Greg. Thanks for having me again. Yep. I mean, you and I were at um, Oakdale, Damascus uh, last week. And and we we saw the end of a of a state record uh, winning streak, uh, the na- the nation's longest winning streak. That's uh, right, uh, f- fifty three in a row uh, for Damascus, but it is no more. Oakdale wins twenty four to seven. I don't think either one of us were were, were very surprised um, no. by 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 that outcome. Oakdale really dominated the game after after Damascus's first drive. Just what were your takeaways um, um, from Oakdale's big win over Damascus? That they're more. Than Colin Schley, they're more than Simeon Sabute, they're more than their playmakers that people talk about. You know, the, as I look back on that game, honestly, their trench won them that game, which is quite honestly, I would have never thought about that. Like heading into the game, all that they really needed to do was neutralize the line of scrimmage. But after watching the film and being down there on the field, close enough to the action, uh, you know, their their trench game has come such a long way um i remember in 2016 damascus ran for 464 on oakdale and on friday they only ran for 106 so i mean that's 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 three football fields less so um, and, and most of it came on that first drive yeah um, i'm guessing oakdale really controlled the game after after that yes. first drive i mean damascus gets the ball uh, they go right down the field. They take almost nine minutes off the clock. Yeah, that's the it, longest it, drive it, in my life that it, I've it, witnessed. <laughs> that I've witnessed in, in, in high school for sure. It, 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 it's, it's a seventy-one yard drive. They're up seven nothing. Yep. And it's it's a muddy field. It looks like it's Damascus's game. The game's unfolding perfectly. Um, how Damascus needs it to unfold to win, and then they start making mistakes. They uh, yeah. Snapped the snapped the punt over or had a snap go over the punter's head into the end zone for a safety. Yep. They had another fumble they lost in the end zone for a touchdown. I yep. mean, uh, the mistakes really hurt Damascus in this game. I don't know if I said this on the podcast last time I was here or I told you off of the podcast, but one of these times I, I knew the field was going to come back and, and bite Damascus. I mean, it, it had to one of these years. Um, it hurt Linganore in 2014. It uh, kind of put a damper on things last year in the Walkersville-Damascus game. And on Friday, um, both of those fumbles, the safety and um, 
the one that led to the touchdown, they were completely unavoidable, say, if if, if, if they maintained the field, say, if it was on turf. Uh, the safety was completely overshot. Um, and, and then the fumble that um, in the end zone was uh, – it was after a 15-yard personal foul or something like that too. So – yeah, the well, field. Why? Why do you think the field hurt Damascus? Because I mean, Oakdale was playing on the same field. Um, just just the game flow. As I look back on it, they also had one one fumble. It was off of a bad a bad snap. I don't think the quarterback ever touched the ball on that bad snap. I think it hit off the center's behind or something, and and uh, never got to the quarterback's hands. Um, it, just how the game played out. I thought it hurt Damascus more, even though Collins Lee could never get his footing. Saw him many times he he tried to flush out of the pocket and find some kind of footing outside of the uh, crowned field that that had the mud pit right in the middle of it. But I I thought it hurt Damascus more than it did Oakdale. Um, and, and the amazing thing about the game I thought was that here's Oakdale they had this Division One quarterback recruit yeah he only, they won the game despite the fact that yeah Colin Schley only completed four passes in the game that their yeah, passing game only wasn't four very, passes. wasn't very effective no and if you had told me before the game that Colin Schley was only going to complete four passes then I, yeah. <laughs> I would have liked I Damascus's would, chances a lot better yet exactly it was still a, was still a pretty one-sided yes it was uh, victory for Oakdale yeah Schley was actually four for 15 for 89 yards Oakdale had four drop passes and Schley overthrew two wide Two wide open receivers down the field. Um, it was toward the end of the first half. He actually overshot, I think, Blake Baxter. I think he was streaking 65 yards down the field. He overshot him. Yeah, it was a touch, <laughs> that was a touchdown. Uh, there. Yeah. So um, I think that was also a fact that, you know, with with Colin, he's so used to playing on turf, so just like fling it up there and let his receiver go up there and grab it. But since, you know, mud slows you down, much more than than uh, turf sp- speeds things up. Um, he probably didn't compensate for that, but but yeah, no, I'm completely with you. He only had two completions in the first half and two completions in the second half. So I, I would have never thought that that Oakdale would win by 17 with uh, Schley's four completed passes. No, we, we we talked about it last week, and uh, and and you. You, I remember you texted me before the season even started. You were at the, the uh, Oakdale Quince Orchard scrimmage. Yeah, and you and you and you said Oakdale looked really good. I mean, they looked really uh, good. Uh, um, they they were scoring points. They, they were their, their defense completely controlled Quince Orchard, and Quince Orchard's one of the best teams. They're big. In, they're in, in, in they're the big. State. Big for so, so I so I remember I remember that conversation we had before the season even started. That Oakdale against Quince Orchard, they looked like the clearly better team. They did. So I'll I ask thought. you again: is, is is Oakdale the best public school team in the state? I'll give you an answer after Friday. Luckily, Quince Orchard plays Wise this Friday. I'm so excited for that matchup. They host Wise. I think I'm going to get a, a a clear picture and understanding on that question. But right now, um, you know, it's I would still give Wise the edge slightly. Just very Why is that? They've got athletes on the outside, and they got the interior presence too. I think um, after watching a little bit of what Damascus did in the secondary, Austin Ambush was very impressive for Damascus. Um, 
Wise has multiple guys like that. So I think I'm not sure. I think, but from what I saw, I I think Wise is slightly better. But I'm I'm gonna find out on Friday. But they don't have a quarterback like Colin. They Schley, don't. Though. No, their quarterback is good, but he's not Colin good. Colin is one of the best quarterbacks. Did you see I've Haskins? Did you see Haskins? I've seen Haskins at, play, uh, play in person. Wise, the Ohio State quarterback. I have. <laughs> uh, Colin's got just. I mean, his his arm and Dwayne's arm are, you know, very similar to to how the ball comes off. Now, Dwayne's a little bit more sharper than Colin, but and bigger, but. I mean, Colin sharp, work. sharper. What do you mean by that? Just, just by the way the ball comes off. Um, I, I think Dwayne's arm is 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 a little, little stronger than Colin's. No kidding. Just a little, just a little bit. Schley could throw it over sixty yards in the air. Just a little <clears throat> bit. Just, just, just a hair. Okay. But, I mean, they're like right up there. Thing is, Haskins was a highly touted like recruit in high school, and here's Colin who. Doesn't even have a high major offer, or power five offer, which is uh, surprising okay. to me. Yeah, very surprising to me. Uh, what are your thoughts on Damascus's uh, winning streak? Uh, um, I mean, three straight state titles, fifty-three in a row. I mean, that that that's nothing to sneeze at. No, right I mean it's very impressive. Obviously, when you look at the whole body of work, I was there for their first win of the streak back in twenty fifteen, week one versus Quinn's Orchard. When Jake Funk and that O line completely ran ran over QO, um, and and that was actually my first game I ever covered, and here I am now talking with you, uh, four years later about the streak ending. I mean that's uh, that was a long time ago, but you know they they beat some very good teams over that stretch. Quinn Sorcher twice. They beat a very good Seneca Valley team back uh, in 2015. Uh, they beat Walkersville last year. They beat Oakdale twice over that span. They beat Linganore, I think, twice over that run or once. Um, they beat Franklin in the title game. Uh, they have a lot of signature wins over that span. Um, but, you know, it's a little tarnished with, like, the 12-man incident uh, last year versus Walkersville. I don't think people are going to forget about that, even though Damascus fans gladly will. Yeah, but things tilt it in their my, favor. My only issue with that, how that is remembered, it's not like Walkersville was guaranteed to win, even no. even, even if that call was made. No. They, they, Walkersville might have won. I'm, now, not, I'm not saying they wouldn't have. I would say... But but that call wasn't the difference between a Walkersville... That call alone wasn't the difference between a Walkersville win and a Damascus win. It wasn't, but that was on, on third down, too. Yeah, right. That was on, I think, third and seven. You push them back five yards, that's third and 12. Right. Damascus traditionally isn't really good on third and long. And their their kicker is good, but I mean you can't guarantee them a field goal in that spot. So who knows what would happen after that? But but yeah, you're right. You don't like guarantee Walkersville a win in that game, but still it changes a whole lot for sure. Sure. I don't want to really dwell on this, but uh, but the me- but the media was was was, mi- was mistreated um, uh, Friday night oh, at Damascus. Yeah. Um, it, it, it stems from this whole hazing incident at Damascus, and and and, and how the story's been reported by by, by some outlets. I, I think the school is very sensitive to it. So so we get there on Friday, and the AD and school officials tell us that we're confined to one side of the field in between I, I believe the 30 yard line and the goal line they wouldn't let us work both sidelines 25 yard line or the 25 yard line okay 
um, they, uh, they were giving us a hard time about, um, about staying within those, those rules. Um, I, I, th I thought it was unnecessary. Everyone was there um, to cover the game. They weren't, they weren't looking for outside stories. Have, have you ever been restricted like that in your, in your experience? Never. I went to the Army-Navy game in 2015. My golly, I went out to the middle of the field before the pregame festivities and took pictures and everything. I had my pass. I was there. They knew who I was. Um, well, they knew my intents and why I was there that game. That's probably the biggest game I've covered, and I wasn't restricted at all. Um, so, I mean, it's just very disappointing that those things had to happen. I've been covering. Yeah, I, I, f I felt we were punished yeah. un unnecessarily. And, and, there, and there, not there, only there, that. There was no reason for it. It was the way they handled it with, with escorts and um, just Yeah, at one us. point during the game, we were taken to the other sideline. Uh, for some reason, it was... <laughs> they didn't take us across, straight across the field. They took us around the track. To the stands, in uh, front of the fans and everything. The paying fans. Right. They, that, they, they, they took us into the stands really because, because there wasn't a good way from the track, the way they took us, to get to the sideline. So we went up into the bleachers. The fans started yelling at us because we yeah, were blocking their I, view. I just screw that. Justifiably. So, and meanwhile, this is while the game's going on. Yeah. So, so it never you can never you can't control the media and, and trying to control the media is a, is a fruitless exercise i was just disappointed because I, I, th I thought the school badly mishandled uh the situation friday and and it was just unnecessary i felt so. like i was in middle school again quite honestly just being dragged around and being told where right. i needed to go and i felt like i was a nuisance rather than so i when i write for myself i do it for free yeah i'm not obligated to cover them right i know they're not obligated to tell us any restrictions beforehand i completely understand it's a sensitive situation and there's a police investigation that's going on but there what are we going to do to the kids during the game i've never talked to a kid interviewed them specifically i may have said hey like that's a good run or maybe i've like looked at them or something like during the game but i have not talked to the kids during the game in my four years of covering high school sports right so it's like what is your excuse for keeping us on, on the sidelines and it, it, and to not even let us on the Oakdale sideline. Like, if there's going to be one place that you're going to restrict us, keep us on the Oakdale sideline. You're going to keep us on the Damascus sideline where there was no action at all during the game. Uh, we couldn't see one bit. Uh, it's just very frustrating. And um, We weren't even allowed in the press box, and that's where I like to watch games. And I have watched games yeah, there the press before. Press box. P-R-E-S-S -S box. Right. Press box. Yeah. It's it, just so frustrating. It, it, exactly. Um, so. and, and people like me, which I – I feel like I have covered that program respectfully. I have done everything in my power to give that program the coverage it deserves because of their uh, pedigree and their winning ways, and yet they, they, they treat us like that. I mean, it, it's a daggone shame. I've contemplated on not covering them next year. I'm thinking about it. Um, they don't deserve coverage, I don't think, next year for me if they keep on doing that. If they do that again to me, I'm – I'm not going to cover Damascus football. All right. I, I'm just going to say that. Other local semifinal league in our rolls over Westminster. I guess no surprise there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I I thought this game was going to be a little closer. I think it was, what, 42-7 to seven in the second quarter or something like that? Something outrageous again. Yeah. There's there's uh, no surprise there. All right. State semifinal time, Kyle. I'm putting you on the spot again. 
And, and we're gonna get we're gonna get full predictions. I know you didn't. Should want to I predict. give a spread this time? Uh, <laughs> you don't have to, but okay. um, but I know you didn't want to pick Oakdale Damascus, but I'm no. making you. I am making okay. you pick every single I'm, game. I'm uh, more uh, comfortable this week with with these matches so, this week. Uh, class four A, Mervo and North Point. Oh, we're gonna go that. Okay, uh, um, Mervo and North Point. Who wins? Mervo's been impressive here. They they've slaughtered, not slaughtered. They handled a a pretty good Howard team, and then they just beat a a very good paint branch team, but North Point's going to be home. They have a great crowd. I think North Point gets this one. All right. The game you're going to be at, maybe one of the most anticipated games, one of the best games of the semifinal weekend. I uh, think so. Wise, uh, three-time defending? Three straight 4A state champs. They haven't been on the road in a playoff game, I think, in 2012 or 2013. At at Quince Orchard. At, yep. at one loss, uh, Quince Orchard. Yep. Uh, uh, who wins? I'm going to go with Quince Orchard. I think this is their year. They got Wise at home. I think it's better than playing them in the state championship game. Uh, I'm going to go with QO. All right. Class 3A, Chesapeake and Arundel, I believe, making their first yep. uh, playoff appearance at your alma mater. Good for them, but it's ending this week. Sorry. At Sorry, your, Chesapeake. It's going to be a uh, long long ride back home. At your alma mater, Ligonor. Ligonor yeah. wins? Very, very handedly. Okay. Uh, Yes. Uh, the team that's coming on, it seems, is Franklin. They are. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised by it either. They're the 2015 state champ. Yep, 2013, uh, no, 2013 and 14, 3A state champs. Uh, they in beat, 13, uh, they beat Lignor, right? Uh, yep, that was my senior year high school. And, and, and they came out of a pretty good region with Milford Mill and, yep. and, and Dundalk in those schools. Yep. Um, they take on Huntingtown, another team with, uh, with pedigree in the other 3A semifinal. Huntingtown's mm-hmm. played for... Uh, state titles and championship games before too. Uh, who wins, Franklin and Huntingtown? I think Franklin wins in a landslide. Okay, so Franklin and Ligonor yep. playing next Thursday at that's gonna Marine be, Corps Stadium. That's so. going to be a great game, by the way. Two um, A. Uh, we'll we'll do the other one first. Newtown upset um, uh, upset um, e- uh, Eastern Tech, I believe. Yep. Um, and they take on uh, undefeated uh, Glen L. Yeah, uh, Glenelg's gonna win this one. Yeah, you think so? T- oh, t- yeah. What, what about? Do you, have you seen Glenelg? I haven't, but I've read a lot of things about them. They're running back one, one day Owens. I think that's how you say his name. He's the uh, the career leader in rushing yards in Howard County history. I think. So I mean, he's a um, huge piece for them. Runs the ball very well. Um, I like Glenelg. Elkton uh, upsets North Carolina um, in, they in do. Uh, last week in the t- in uh, 2A uh, regional championship game, and then they head to Oakdale. Can, can Elkton possibly slow down Oakdale? Maybe. I mean, I don't know a lick about Elkton, but watching Oakdale, if Oakdale can beat Damascus by 17 in those conditions at Damascus, they can win anywhere against anybody. I'm I'm convinced. So Oakdale, Glen <laughs> Next Saturday night. That's going to be a pretty good game, too, I think. Stadium. You think so? I think that's going to be better than what people think. I have a feeling Oakdale is going to cruise through these uh, two games and, I think and, they could. And, and win the championship. So State championship atmosphere, you know. Yep. Uh, 1A, Douglas, uh, Prince George's at, at Dunbar. Dunbar is going to win by a lot. <laughs> is this Dunbar team similar to the team? Do they have a lot of the same kids that – Played Walkersville pretty tough a couple years ago. I, I'd or? imagine so. I know their quarterback's not there anymore. He, he graduated last year, um, but I, I haven't seen 
Dunbar this year, but they're 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 probably big and athletic and fast. The the, the reigning throw the ball. The running the rain they yep. ended Fort Hills uh, four four yes. in a row last year. Yes, they so. did. Yep. And uh, Fort Hill, a big win uh, over Catoctin Huge win. Uh, uh, last week. Uh, the game was more lopsided than I thought it would be. I, I yeah. thought Catoctin might put up more of a fight. Uh, they take on Haver de Grace in the other 1A semifinal. Uh, can Haver de Grace beat Fort Hill? Not a chance. I'm sorry, but Fort Hill wins this one by a lot also. All right. So we got Dunbar, Fort Hill for the 1A championship, according to Kyle. Which is going to be good as well. No, North Point and uh, and Quince Orchard is going to beat Wise, uh, Ligonor and Franklin. That's going to be a good one. And Oakdale, Glenelg. So those are those are four pretty good games, right? I think so. I think so. We'll have to see. <laughs> are you going to be at the Mounts uh, home opener uh, Wednesday night? You know, I'm I'm thinking about it. I have some obligations I have to clear up first, but I want to be there. And what's your, and what's your favorite food at um, Thanksgiving? Oh man. Oh. Oh man. I love stuffing. Stuffing is good. I do. Um I don't know, man. That's a tough question. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Turkey. Ooh, uh Swiss corn bake. Swiss my, corn my, bake. My mom makes a mean Swiss corn bake. Okay. It's very good. That's so that's my favorite. So you're now not gonna that I think about it. Are you gonna go are you gonna find some game to cover on Thanksgiving or are you actually gonna take take <laughs> well, the whole day off for once? I um I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, and real quick, uh, on, on SportsCenter uh, over the weekend, they, they showed the That's ending right. of, of the WCAC championship game. I wish I was there, man. Uh, just what was your reaction when, when, when Gonzaga upset uh, DeMatha? Incredible. I mean, uh, the, on, a, on a Hail Mary the, there last was play. Three lead changes in the final 30 seconds. That's this that in basketball that's like wow, like this is this is great. Football is football nuts. it's like you never hear about that. I mean, that was just insane. Not only was it a Hail Mary, it was a walk off Hail Mary. It was zero seconds left. And you were not there to see and it. I was not there to see it. I was going to be. Made plans that night. And uh, you know, try to have a social life and you know see and, what happens when you have it try and have a social uh, life, Kyle. Never again. <laughs> All right, reca- uh, just real quick. Um, n- next week at Marine Corps Stadium, state football finals. Three yep. uh, A, uh, uh, which would be Ligonor if they win. Yeah, uh, that would be Thursday night at seven. Yep. Four uh, A uh, would be Friday night at seven thirty. Yep. And then you have the uh, two other classifications on Saturday. One A is at three thirty. Two A is at seven mm-hmm. at Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis. So. Uh, if we if if our teams win, Kyle, we will uh, we will see you there, and we'll probably have you back on soon. Sounds good. We could have two Frederick County state champions this year. First which time is, since which is pretty cool. First time since '09. That's awesome. Catoctin and Ligonier. That's great. So. And if Oakdale wins it all, that'll be the sixth different Frederick County football team winning a, a out, uh, out of out of ten public schools. A, out of ten public schools over the last decade who have won state not, championships, not bad. which is incredible. Not bad. So. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Thank you, Greg. We'll, you as well. Well, well. We'll see you soon. And we are right back here on the final score with state soccer champions, the Oakdale Bears, Mitch Rubin and Anthony Kosin next here on the Final Score Podcast. Why do I train? Why do I train? I train to jump higher. I train because I have something to prove. Be faster. And because speed, strength, and being better overall on and off the field is my mission. Nothing to me is impossible. I'm Andrew Simpson from Players Fitness and Performance in Frederick, Maryland. We have found that most middle and high school athletes do not have complete confidence, which is holding them back from being their best on and off the field. As official partners with FCPS, 
Our why is to inspire athletes like yours to believe in themselves and perform more confidently and consistently in sports and in life. That's our why. What's your why? For more information, check out our website at www.playersfitnessandperformance.com. All right, we are back here on the final score. As promised, joining me now in studio are uh, two members of the state champion Oakdale High School uh, boys lacrosse team. We welcome back Mitch Rubin, who was just on the podcast just a couple of weeks ago. Welcome back, Mitch. Boy, also, boys soccer team, though, there. Uh, did I say girls? You said lacrosse, but that's all did right. I say lacrosse? We might win one at Oakdale <laughs> in the spring. We'll find out. What, what, what day is today? Uh, that's is, all right. Is, today, is it Christmas? Is it Thanksgiving? Uh, boys soccer team, not, not lacrosse team. Uh, and uh, senior captain, uh, Anthony Cosen. How are you guys? Good, good. Thanks for having us. Uh, so, so you beat River Hill, uh, nationally ranked River Hill, in, in, in the state final on Saturday at Loyola. Just what was your general reaction when uh, PKs ended, Anthony, and, and, and you guys had more than they did? Um, it, it was an incredible feeling. I mean, it goes back to January when we first started and just thinking about all the hard work. I mean, running around, seeing everyone go crazy. It's just, I mean, that, that's, what I, that's what I play for. So, Coach Rubin? Well, uh, we talked uh, both as a coaching staff and with the boys about a, a true game plan. We had scouted them a little bit, and we didn't want to change too many things that we did, but um, they kind of really stuck to the game plan. And we talked about uh, privately and as a coaching staff of nearly having to play perfect against River Hill. And for that day, our, our guys showed up and, and truly played a perfect match. And uh, Shows you how good they are. We still have to go to penalties to beat them. But, um, you know, it was a, a great day and uh, the end to an awesome season. These guys just really battled through and did a fantastic job. What, what was the game plan? Um, defensively, we have both Anthony and, and Riley Dager as our center midfielders. And uh, at the whether it was the last game of the regular season or early in the playoffs, we moved Emmanuel Duget in there to become a little more athletic. River Hill has three great center midfielders. We put our three best center midfielders and tried to match up with them and because um, that's who they played through. And especially in the first half, I thought we did a tremendous job with it, and then that was to lead to some counterattack play. And uh, the goal we scored and most of the chances that we got was from that. And uh, like I said, uh, we prepped them for it, and uh, the guys did a fantastic job sticking to it, and it allowed their, their skill to show. I, I was talking to you, Mitch, uh, after the state semifinal victory at River Hill, and you said no matter who won that game, who won the other semifinal, you guys were going to be big underdogs going into that game. You were. I mean, but what was the message to the team facing such a favorite like River Hill? You know, we, we tried to be very honest with them. We told them that we were playing a really good team. We also told them to win a state championship. You were going to have to beat a really good team um, no matter what classification you're in. Um, but we also told them that they were real prepared because we played some really good teams. You know, we played Urbana twice, and they were terrific. Um, we set our preseason schedule to play teams knowing that if we were going to go far and deep into the playoffs and play in a state championship, you were going to have to beat a very technical side. So playing Churchill in preseason, I think, uh, had allowed us to understand that we're good enough to play with these teams. Um, hopefully, in the biggest day when you get out there, you put your best performance together to get the good result, and that's what our guys did. Anthony, this was state title number two for you at Oakdale. You were mm -hmm. you were a freshman on 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 the 2015 team, a, a young freshman on the 2015 team that won, mm -hmm. and, and now you were one of the senior leaders on the team that that won this championship. What 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 did that mean to you? I mean, what was it like taking this team to the championship? Um, it was un unbelievable. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I didn't do as much on that freshman team. Uh, I really just tried to learn. That was really my goal of that season. 
Um, but this team, uh, I was completely different. Uh, I tried to be a leader on and off the field for them, um, leading them in in the game and after the game. And I just tried to do as much as I could to uh, just give them confidence on the field. So I think that was the biggest difference between those two teams. Yeah, I mean, what did you tell what did you tell your teammates? What was your message to them, knowing that you had been been there before and many of them had not? Well, I just kept telling them to take in the moment, honestly. I mean, it, the game aside, I just wanted them to have fun. That was the biggest biggest thing to me that I remember from my freshman year, and I tried to get that across to them. But then I said that winning's, winning's even more fun. So, you know, we got here. Why not, why not win? Why were you guys able to deal with pressure so well? I mean, before you're in PKs in the state semifinals, you're in four one nothing games uh, leading up to the, leading up to the championship. I mean, why was this team so good under pressure? Um, you know, I mean, the games we played in were very close, so we were definitely felt pressured. I mean, we went into a double overtime game before. Um, they were excited. I mean, we had a bunch of young kids. Uh, Owen Cunha, as for example, is a freshman, and he went into every game like he had had been there his whole life pretty much so it was really easy for them to go into an atmosphere like that and just feel comfortable and um before the game started i try to relax them i try to relax them as much as what would you say um i I mean i tell them we're here for a reason that that was the main thing um i say take in the experience and i say uh you know don't be scared i mean respect being being respectful and being scared are two different things so that was the main thing for the championship i mean i told them to respect river hill because they're good and but I told him not to be scared because we shouldn't be. So and, and Coach Ruben, I know over on the sideline you would prefer a little more margin uh, for for error, a little more cushion uh, with with that final score. But what what was it about this group? I mean, why why did these kids respond so well when when, when they were under pressure? Well, there's a couple things we um, try to make our practices pretty intense. And while you can't um, replicate the type of pressure that you have going to throughout the playoffs and one nothing matches and overtime matches and penalty kick situations. Um, we talk about performing on a physical mental edge every single day. The games are supposed to be easier, right? The games are supposed to be at least as easy, but uh, you know, it, it's obviously going to be more stressful, especially when you get to the playoffs and you're a senior and knowing that if we don't get a result, it kind of ends. Um, I also think we kind of experienced that last year with a, a pretty talented team that battled some injuries. We were the number one seed in the playoffs last year and lost in our first game, the second round of the playoffs. Um, so I think uh, we had a lot of guys back from that team. They had the experience. They were very, very focused throughout the season. And uh, we try to perform at a very high level, concentration-wise and intensity level, for even all our regular season matches so that it's not a new experience when it comes in the playoffs. And I think the guys were pretty comfortable and confident with that. Right. So at halftime in the state semifinals, uh, you're in a scoreless tie with, um, with uh, Ken Island. And, and you, had, you had a challenge uh, uh, for, for Anthony. Uh, what, what was that challenge? I tried to explain to all of our guys, and I spoke to Anthony in particular, that we needed our best and most talented kids to step up. And that's not – um, just Oakdale soccer, it's everywhere. I mean, a lot of times in, in soccer, but in a lot of sports, the best players are the ones that decide the matches. Um, we weren't doing a great job, I didn't think, attacking, and Anthony's certainly one of our better attacking guys. Um, so, you know, I kind of said to him, hey, if we're going to win, we need you to kind of step up. And, uh, you know, he certainly did in the second half, not just scoring the goal to win the match, but I thought he had a great second half. And um, like I said, a lot of times the, the big players show up for that big moment, and he certainly did. 
How did you respond to that challenge, Anthony? Did, did you feel coach was calling you out, or what were you thinking when, when he was saying that at halftime? I mean, I'm, I'm used to it. I've been with him for three years now, <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm used to him pressuring me, and, you know, it makes me better. So uh, I, I looked at it as an opportunity, um, and I just went out there and played as hard as I could for the team, and I'm happy we got the result. Did you agree with the assessment? Did you did you feel you needed to play better? Yeah, I mean, I always think I need to play better. So, I mean, hearing it definitely out loud makes me makes me more motivated to change it. So, what was it like for you guys being on the same field with River Hill? I mean, what were you, what were you looking for? I mean, what what how were you, how were you trying to attack them? <laughs> um, I was just trying to go play by play. I mean, Coach Rubin tells us to break it down play by play and win our individual battles. So, um, I was just looking for my guy, making sure he didn't do anything that was going to beat me. Um, I tried to get in positions where I could get the ball and move it really quickly because they, they jump on you pretty quick and the field's really big. So I was looking for the space. Um, I know they, they looked for the space, so I was trying to cut off angles. Um, yeah, I was just trying to think of their next step pretty much. Yeah. And, and you get in the game and about 10 minutes in, uh, Riley, R- R- Riley, uh, uh, Daigle, uh, Dagger, yeah. D- Dagger, excuse me, uh, scores, mm-hmm. scores the first goal. What were you guys thinking at that point when when you guys go up one nothing on this heavily favored team? I was like, let's do it, let's 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 beat them. I mean, that was incredible. That was an amazing run by him. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but it it was incredible, and um, I think that that put some confidence in the team. I mean, they all had their hands on their heads pretty much, and we were like, you know what, this is our game to win now. So let's do it. Did you guys start to believe you could actually win? Yeah, I mean. Before the game, we were a little bit nervous, but like I said, I, I was pretty confident. I was like, if we stick to the game plan, if we play hard, then you know we give us a, ourselves a chance. So when that happened, the guys were going crazy, and they were like, let's go, like all of them. So. And what were you thinking on the sideline, uh, Coach, watching your team go up one nothing there? Well, it's funny you ask that because we just discussed this on the car ride over here. Um, we, we've learned to become a very, very good defensive team. And I told Anthony, I said, hey, you know, Saturday, once we scored, I knew the only way we would give up two goals to anyone to River Hill that day was if we ran out of gas in overtime. I knew we were not going to then get beat in regulation. They they could tie it up, which they did. Um, But I was pretty confident that we were so good as a a unit defensively as a team that, um, you know, there was a pretty good chance we were going to either win the thing in overtime or go to penalty kicks. We had a great opportunity, if not two, in overtime to win it. Um, and while they may have had a ton of more possession, first of all, the first half we played against them was a great first half. It was a very even first half. Um, Best off, first half of the season for you guys? Or? I don't think there's a question. Yeah. We were, we're, we're always hardworking. We're always physical. We were absolutely flawless technically in the first half of that match, which sometimes we are not. Like Anthony said, I think the space of the field allowed us to do that and these guys were spot on, and a lot of it came from Anthony and Riley and Manny in the center of the park, but then it just started to spread a little bit. Um, So, yeah, it was our best first half. Unfortunately, the amount of running that guys like Anthony and Riley did, about minute 65, their legs were done. Um, We went a little deeper this match off the bench than we had at all in the playoffs. We had a couple guys that – one in particular hadn't played in a playoff match. We we used Ethan Meyer to come off the bench to give these guys at center midfield a little bit of a break, and uh, he kind of held fort there too. And uh, people don't understand the contributions that guys like him and, and Leo Quintanilla and, and Sam Myers uh, off the bench allowed us to do that because it saves some of the guys a little bit there. But, um, 
Yeah, it was a, uh, certainly a good half. And once we scored, I was really confident that, um, you know, perhaps we could lose in penalties, but we practice them. You know, we really do. And, and uh, I know when we got there, the boys, you could just see on their face, they were, they were going to win this thing. And it was uh, pretty, pretty cool to watch. Yeah, the defensive DNA you mentioned. I mean, four straight shutouts going into the into the state final. It's, it's made possible by your goalkeeper, uh, Jack Roby, and also the guys on your on, on your back line. Just talk about how those guys work in concert and, and what makes Jack such a strong guy to have in the net. Um, well, a, a lot of folks talk to us about defensively because, um, you know, we just don't give up a lot of goals. Often we don't give up a lot of chances. Obviously against River Hill we probably give up more than we have uh, in a long time. Um, but while our back four is very good, led by Noe Melgar, who, who's great back there, um, we defend as a whole team, you know, from strikers on back. And um, that's something that, that may make us a little different than some of the other teams. Sometimes it doesn't allow us to attack as much. Um, I was going to say, is that yeah. out of necessity or is that by, is that by choice? Um, you know, we played this year almost without a true out-and-out -out striker. You know, we rotated some guys in. Anthony's probably our best option up there, but we just needed to make the midfield better. And um, we kind of thought it was our, our best chance of being successful. So we rotated some guys in there. And um, so a, a little bit of it was, was out of necessity. But, um, you know, at the highest levels, unless you were uh, internationally being able to pay all the best players in the world to come play for you, teams have to figure things out. And, um, you know, a, a team like Manchester United right now is defending a ton, you know, and uh, they have really good players too, but it's their best chance of winning. So we, we, we approached it that way. And, um, you know, uh, sometimes I think people think there's something wrong with that, but I'm not so sure right now you'd ask any of the Oakdale boys after winning a state title, you know, would you rather passed a little bit more and lost? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, not right now. Maybe in a week or so they'll think about it a little right. bit differently. Uh, Anthony, in practice, I'm sure you often you often face a lot a lot of those guys that, that play such strong defense. When you when you practice your PKs, you're you're you're, you're facing you're facing Jack. I bet a, mm -hmm. a good bit of the time. What makes you guys so special defensively? Um, you know those guys work really hard every day at practice. Um, and they go against us like we're the opponent, even though we're their teammates. They go hard in practices, and that I think that propels them in the game yeah so your defense is great but then a few minutes into the second half River Hill gets one I mean did you sort of expect that and what were you guys thinking once they tied the game uh they started really good right off the bat in the second half they were coming at us from all angles they were getting out wide and and back in the middle and out wide again and um I don't know I mean I got nervous of course I mean I kind of felt it coming once they started taking shots um it was it was an interesting goal too I mean Jack could have saved it, I think, if the guy wasn't right there to throw him off a little bit. But, um, I mean, it was unlucky. They they got a little bit more confidence. But, I mean, Coach Rubin talked to me, like, at halftime and told me um, if they do score to just settle everyone down and do not get nervous because that would just that would just propel them even more. So um, I told the guys, I was like, calm down, calm down. And I knew that our defense was good enough to hang with them through the rest of the half. Um, like, like he said, we talked on the way here, and I said um, – I didn't see them score. Gonna, I, I wasn't expecting them to score the rest of the half or um, in the double overtime. I just didn't see it coming. So um, I believed in our defense. So Yeah. And what were you thinking, Coach, when, when, when the match pulls even there? Well, you know what? We talked when, when you get to a state final, and then especially with the situation of us getting a couple extra days because it got canceled on Thursday, 
you have a lot of time to prepare that you don't necessarily have during the regular season when you're playing Tuesday, Thursday. So you can prepare for the opponent. You can prepare for the atmosphere. Um, just talk to guys. Having Anthony, who has done this before for the guys, is outstanding. Um, but we also had to talk to our team like, hey, listen, if we would get down one nothing, how are we going to respond? Um, one of the coolest things I, I remember from that match is when they scored, Owen Cunha went and got the ball out of the goal jogged it up, placed it down at, at midfield, and was like, hey, guys, let's go. And that, I was like, man, these guys, you know what, win or lose, these guys got it, you know. And um, they still seemed pretty confident. And I also think Anthony hit it on the head. You know what, they were cr holding the ball and creating chances, but it wasn't like they were peppering us. And the goal that they scored wasn't necessarily anything of, of brilliance. It was kind of just a mishap in front of goal. And um, I actually thought there was a player offsides, and Jack froze thinking he was going to touch it. And Wait, because waiting it, for the whistle? Yeah, yeah, and because the guy didn't touch it, they never blew the whistle. I'm not so sure it was a shot. I think it was more a service into the box that just snuck right. in. I've seen that so many times happen at, at, at the highest level. Um, so, um, you know, it wasn't a goalkeeper error, but it was not like they broke us down even at that point. And, um, you know, he made a great save late in the second half. I guess he got his hand on it and pushed it into a post. They may have knocked one over the crossbar as well, but even besides that, it wasn't like they were getting so many easy chances. Our guys defensively were just spot on. By, by the way, you mentioned the, the schedule change. You guys were supposed to play a uh, 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 Thursday, uh, evening, uh, uh, Thursday at seven thirty. It snowed, of course. Uh, you, get, you guys can't control that. You can only play with the hands, uh, the hand uh, you were dealt. But but how did, how did you feel about that schedule change, and how did you guys go about handling that? It, it took us a little while to hear from the state when we were going to play, and I think that's – we knew we were going to be canceled. It was just waiting to find out, are we going to play Friday, Saturday, or come back Monday even and play. Um, but it also gave us some more time to talk and, uh, you know – we must have talked about the scattering report 15 times for River Hill. Can there be too much talking? Can there be overthinking and overanalysis? You know what? Our practices were maybe 35, 40 minutes long on, on those next couple of days. We came in, we loosened up a little bit, we talked, and we got out. So we made sure that wasn't going to happen. We talk about experience a lot, and um, you and I joke, or I joke and you tell me uh, we're all getting old. I've been doing this now for a long time. In, in 2006, when I coached uh, Thomas Johnson and was fortunate to, to win a 4A state title with a great great team, absolutely the identical thing happened. We were supposed to play on Thursday night. A hurricane came through. They would not let cars go. We canceled. We came back the following Monday and played, and everybody was on edge. And, I, you know, I was like, ah, it is what it is. We'll deal with it. And, uh, you know, um, the, the kids handled it real well. And uh, I thought it turned out, obviously, to be a great day. The weather was terrific, playing at 11 o'clock and I was not gonna freezing. Say, I was going to say, when, when they gave you the morning slot, were you, were you okay with that? Or um? It's a little different than what everybody's used to. But um, to be honest with you, I thought every break we could get that was different was going to help us. I would have played Thursday in a snowstorm against such a talented you would have team. Been, you would have been shovel, we, we, shoveling we, the field? We would yeah. have been okay playing River Hill in miserable weather because it might have been even more of an equalizer. Um, but um, like I said, uh, in a lot of ways, there wasn't the same amount of pressure on us. 
the honest situation was River Hill was supposed to win that match. They they were in the finals the year before, got upset. They had not lost this year. I think they were ranked 29th in the nation coming in and a couple of uh, polls. So you had some house money to play with, in other words. Uh, yeah. a, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, with that being said, when you get to the state finals, you want to win. Right. Um, because there's never a guarantee that you're going to get that opportunity again. And um, you also are going to have to beat a really good team to win a state championship. And River Hill was a really good team. We had to beat. We had to beat a lot of good teams on the way there. As you said, we won a ton of one nothing games to get there. Um, you know, so so uh, it, it wasn't like well, we had that one match that we had to play. We were battle tested. And Anthony, as the emotional and sort of temperamental leader of the team, what was your message to the guys as you as you dealt with the two day delay there? Um, well. They just wanted to play, to be honest with you. I was trying to calm them down. Would you have played in the snowstorm, too? Uh, or were you, yeah. were you hoping for a delay? No, we, we, we were ready to play. Um, but obviously, we just we weren't going to be able to play. But um, everyone wanted to know exactly when we were going to play. They wanted it to be earlier than, obviously, the Saturday. But um, these guys wanted to play. They, they were not nervous at all. They, they wanted to get in there and play. That's, that's what these guys do. So Right. So the second half takes place. It's a defensive battle, as you guys thought. You guys didn't give up any more goals, as you thought. Uh, you weren't able to weren't able to break through yourselves. But now we're going into PKs. So what's what's the mindset going into PKs, Anthony? Are you going to win? Or are you going to lose? What, what what are you guys thinking at that point? Um, well, we had done PKs for I don't even know how many practices it was. We we do them after every practice a ton. And if you miss, you you have to take another one. You have to owe a little bit of running. So. I was I was pretty confident. I mean, seeing our guys. I mean, we had one practice where I think we had like 14 out of 15 shots went in. You know what I mean? Like we, we were confident. Um, but this is PKs in the state final. I mean, everything's ramped up quite a bit. It, you're it, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly don't know how our guys are so calm. They they did it just like they did in practice. I mean, they say practice like you play, and I think that really helped us in that situation. Yeah. Coach, did, did did you have the game once once PKs were starting? Did you did you feel you were in trouble? I mean, what what, what was your thought process? As the coach of this group, I wanted them to win the game because I thought they really deserved it. At that point, I was sitting there kneeling on a knee, just very very calm, thinking, you know what? Regardless, these guys are champions. Uh, you want them to get the final trophy, but they've really proven how how good of a team they are. Um, I also was real, real confident. Like Anthony says, we approach it as anything else, as it being a skill, and we try to develop a, a mindset for them of what to do with it because we figure there's a possibility it's going to come to that, whether it's the state finals or to continue your season earlier um, once you hit the playoffs. A um, couple neat things. I grabbed Daniel Ivanov, who made our fifth, and as we were walking over there, I said, hey, Dan, you're going to be our fifth shooter. It might come down to you. Will you make it? And he's like, yeah, I got it. You know, I I wish I could predict stuff who, like who, that. Who are your five? Tell everyone your five. Uh, five Rod, Riley Dager was our first shooter. Noe Melgar's our second. Anthony was our third. Bryce Fisher was our fourth. And then Daniel Ivanov was our fifth. And that's how we've kind of done it throughout practice because they make them all the time. And um, everyone, made, everyone made it, right? Riley's or, shot was saved. Okay. And that's the first PK I think I've ever seen Riley Dager miss. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I spoke to him right before he shot his, and Riley was gassed. He ran so much for us. I said, hey, Riley, there's nothing wrong with not taking one here. You know, as simple as it is, people think taking those three steps and striking a ball isn't physically demanding. After running probably between six and a half and seven miles uh, during that 100-minute match that he played, and it wasn't jogging, it was running, 
it, it was, you know, physically took its toll on him. Um, Riley just was not going to allow me to not let him take one. Keeper made a great save on it, you know. Um, but then, you know, I kind of knew we were going to make ours. We were, the only way we were going to lose him was because the goalkeeper made some great saves. Our guys weren't going to hit the post, knock it over. They're, they were just very confident with it. And, uh, you know, I don't think either team – didn't put one on frame, right? Jack yeah, saved. Right. Jack saved two great ones, you know. So uh, both teams were pretty good at them, you know. Right. It was just, you know, once once he saved that second one, I was like, I think we, I think we got this. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So you so you missed the first one. A bit of you probably goes, oh no, but 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 there's still a lot to be decided and a lot ahead. But but then Jack answers right away. I think he stopped the first two. So Anthony, what are you thinking when 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 Jack stops those two PKs right there? Well, I mean, I was just focusing on my shot, honestly. Uh, I had actually missed like two PKs in our in our practice prior to the game, so I was I was thinking about that. Um, Sometimes the hardest shots are the easiest. I, I've seen guys correct. miss open nets before You're right. in soccer, like the one where it's just sitting there for you. Those are some of the time it's the toughest ones, aren't they? You're right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, a PK should be something you make every time, which obviously that's not the case. Um, I think it's all mental in reality. Um, not not to give away too many of your secrets, but do you always go to the same place uh, every, every time on the PK? Or? Yeah, I mean, I do always go to the same place. If you mix it up, you, you don't know what can happen. If you look the wrong at the wrong spot, you can miss it. It's just you just got to go up there and know where you're going and just bury it. So, uh, do you look at the keeper for, for any tells or, or reads, or you just you just know where you're going with the shot? Well, in all honesty, I try to look to the other side of the goal. Um, that's what I've been doing. So I look there and I try to set up my body as if I'm going that way to try to throw the keeper off. But then I go back to the left. I mean, he he actually guessed the way I was going. Um, luckily, I put it at a at an all right height to where he if I would have put it on the ground, he he potentially could have saved it. But uh, I think that at that point, I was just happy to see it go in the background. Uh, uh, that was my next question. When you when you see the ball go in, is it just utter relief? Uh, is it is it is it joy? Like what's what's the big emotion when when you see your shot go in? Oh, it is it is the biggest relief. I mean. I remember seeing Noe when he made his shot. I mean, that, that pretty much explains it. That kid was running all over the place, jumping up and down. I was like, we hadn't won the game yet, but, I mean, he made his PK, so he deserved that one. Right, and and uh, and then Daniel, uh, you, you, uh, your number five guy, you, you, you talked about him, Mitch. What, when his went in to clinch it for you, just what, what, what was the emotion? Um, I didn't. I hadn't known we won, to be honest. I, I was still thinking about the next guy up, Um, but all the guys were like, if he makes this, we win, so... As soon as he made it, we all ran over right to him, and I was in disbelief. Honestly, I was like, "This is incredible! I mean, these guys deserve it. We worked hard for it. It was an upset. It couldn't be a better feeling." How how long did it take to sink in that that, that, that you guys had actually won that game? <laughs> it's still sinking in. <laughs> I know for Jack Rowe, it definitely is too. Um, we are just living right now. We're living in the moment. It it is unbelievable, and it's still sinking in. I mean, just how satisfying is that? I mean, we already talked about it, but being being the senior captain, you've you you were the young guy on the team the, uh, in fifteen. Everyone was showing you the way, but now you're the guy showing them the way. I mean, this how satisfying is that for you? I mean, it, it's definitely satisfying. But I I try to do what those guys did to me my freshman year. I try to lead them and give them everything I know and just try to support them as much as I can because that's all those guys did to me my freshman year. So I can be more thankful for that. And when Daniel's uh, PK went in, Mitch, what, what what were you thinking? What was your what was your reaction? <laughs> Well, I, I was just real happy for the guys because, like Anthony says, I'm not so sure there's a harder-working bunch of kids um, as well as a group that has to deal with some demands from their head coach on a regular basis, so they certainly deserved it. Um, one of the real neat things is uh, Daniel's a, a 
three-year varsity player for us. You know, he played as a freshman, and he started and played every minute as a uh, sophomore for us. But this year, he had a little bit of a rough go, and it was frustrating for him and, and him sticking to it and battling. I thought he had an unbelievable playoff for us in every match. Um, but it was so rewarding to see someone who had some frustration during the regular season stick with it and, and just be such a good teammate and battle through and then, uh, you know, kind of get that result. And, um, you know, while he's here, uh, uh, you know, we, we did drive over together. But one of the most rewarding things about this from a personal level is obviously Anthony is very talented. He was a, a, the only freshman on that team that won, Starting, it, yeah. that won it a few years ago and played quite a bit. That that group of kids that came through Oakdale, talent-wise, was tremendous. They really were winning back-to-back state titles, and they played like River Hill. They kept the ball all the time. They were capable of doing that. There's no doubt in my mind the type of quality that Anthony brings as a soccer player, the growth he has shown as a um, leader and competitor and um, just wanting to be such a quality teammate, that's made – as big, if if not way bigger, impact than his ability to play soccer. And, um, you know, as a teacher and coach, you try to talk about that stuff all the time. Not always do you see the reward of doing that, but what a great lesson for, for everybody involved. And, uh, you know, I'm really, really proud of him. And, and um, you know, hopefully it's something that the guys have witnessed um, because, you know, there were days where Anthony and I, wouldn't be sitting here smiling at each other an awful lot, you know, a lot of them, because I'm, I'm certainly very hard on him. But, uh, you know, he, he just developed so much as a young man, as an athlete, that, uh, you know, it was a, a, an awesome example for those guys. And, and I'm happy for him, too. He gets to leave high school a two-time state champ. That's very rare. Well, will, will that be his legacy, just his leadership uh, of, of the guys and just the way he sort of showed other guys what what, what to do? I think that, and, and Anthony's a really good soccer player, too, right, you yeah. know. Um, when, when we need people to do things on the ball, we look at Anthony and we look at Riley and we look at Griffin Vanal and, um, you know, a couple more guys, but, but those are our, technically our best players. Um, you know, I think I said it, I don't know if it was senior night or at our banquet, Anthony might be the most technical kid to come through Oakdale, and we've had some really, really good soccer players. So, uh, you know, I think that, that as well as, um, you know, um, I saw a lot of maturity and, and growth and maybe even a change in personality. I mean, he comes from a great family, but, um, you know, he was given some demands and, uh, you know, some people wouldn't have stepped up like he did and he, he should be really proud of himself. What will you remember about this run, uh, Anthony, this season? Hard work pays off. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, like Coach Ruben said, I mean, he's a great coach, but he, he does, re- he does uh, um, demand a lot from us and it's worth it. It's definitely one of those things that if you buy in, you, you're gonna you're gonna succeed. Do do most guys buy in, or do some? I mean, do, do you weed out some of the guys that don't want to be there? <laughs> um, no, I mean everyone buys in. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a prime example of what happens if you can buy in, and I'm glad that these guys could have seen it because, I mean, as soon as you buy in and you realize the the big picture, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, you could succeed in so many ways, not even on the field, but off the field, like he said. I mean, I've definitely felt myself grow, and I I couldn't be more thankful for Coach Ruben. What does the future hold for you? Where will you next play soccer? <laughs> um, well, uh, close future is club. I mean, I have practice later today, obviously. But yeah, we, um, have, we have to get you there on time. <laughs> no, so. I'm fine. <laughs> but um, no, I, I'm playing club this year. I, I don't know if I'm playing in college yet. Um, Do you know where you're going to college? Or no, not yet. Okay. I'm still applying to schools. Yeah. But yeah, this is my last high school run. So. 
you, you went out the right way, uh, obviously. So, right. uh, Coach, this was state title number three for you, I want to say. Yeah, pretty fortunate uh, to work with uh, three different groups that have won. Yeah, uh, TJ, TJ uh, boys, uh, the Oakdale girls, you guys opened the school with, with, with the state championship that, that was maybe even more improbable uh, than, uh, than this one. And, and and now on Saturday, what, what what's the toughest part about winning one of these things? <laughs> it, it it's just it's real difficult. I don't think people understand what you need to do to to win a state title. Um, you have to be talented. You know, we have talented soccer players. Um, I'm not so sure I could say we're the most talented two A team in the state of Maryland. So that doesn't mean you're going to win it. Um, but uh, I, I think you need a commitment level. You need to stay healthy. You know, this year we stayed really, really healthy. Last year, I think Anthony probably played maybe half our matches and probably not very many healthy. Riley Dager probably did the same. Tommy Wynn probably did the same. Um, and then you need kind of a team building type thing. Um, you know, some folks were asking us, well, well, you know, going into the state title, uh, state title match, um, you know, who, who's your most dangerous player? I wasn't able to answer them because we're a team, you know. Uh, some days it's Anthony, some days it's Raleigh, some days it's Griffin. We had a period, a two-week period, where Karem Yomaz was scoring great goals for us in the, in the middle of the season. If, if Jack has a bad day, it could be bad news for you guys. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, Jack had a great playoff for us, but Jack might not have even been considered our starting goalkeeper for the last year and a half. Kirk Krasbowski did a great job for us. Um, and Jack, you know, just kind of took his opportunity late in the season um, no fault to Kurt because we weren't giving up goals when Kurt was in there either. But, uh, you know, um, Jack, he's just a perfect example. He worked hard every day and sometimes wasn't getting in the matches. I'm not so sure there's a lot of people that would have stuck that out. Um, but he kept contributing. We, we tried to let him know how important it was. And I kept saying, be ready, be ready in case it happens. No guarantee in case it happens. Well, it happened. And he, I mean, he was phenomenal throughout the playoffs. Um, so, um, you know, it's just another story and another great example. And, uh, you know, you like to win, but, um, a lot of times as a coach and as a teacher, you get in this thing to, to try to help people understand what can happen, you know, and, and the bigger picture. And, uh, this year, Oakdale boys soccer, the story ended up teaching those lessons too, and, and walking away with a, a great trophy. So, um, you know what, I'm going to take a deep breath and, have some, have some turkey on Thursday. Have some turkey on Thursday, and then start talking to the boys about when they want to get in the weight room again and, and get going. Because I, you know what, I almost sent them a text yesterday. I was ready to go to practice. <laughs> yeah, you, you sort of miss it when, when when you don't have it anymore. So. I, I, I like the practices with those. I could do without the games, but I like the practices. <laughs> with them. Anthony, we know it's hard to win a state title. What's the most satisfying part, though, of of, of winning one? Uh most satisfying part. I mean. I've said it so many times, but the hard work, I think, I mean, it's, it's every day in the summertime, waking up early. It's going through the hard practices, whether you play bad or you just, you're not, you're not having a good practice. Um, it's all those things combining. It's just such a rush of emotions. You, you don't really know how to feel. You're excited. You're nervous. You're, you're, uh, relieved. I mean, I mean, it's just fun with the team. You all get to hold up that trophy and it's just it brings you guys together in a little a little bit different of a place than a lot of people can experience. So, I mean, it's just unbelievable. What what, what does the future hold for Oakdale soccer next year, Coach Ruben? Uh, what, what will the team look like? 
we're going to try to do some of the same things. You know, we're going to talk about uh, the process and um, how important the process is and um, hard work, commitment to a team, sometimes giving up being selfish. And um, personally, it's the only way I, I know of trying to provide at least a chance for success. Unfortunately, you can do all that and still not get the success. But again, what what a great lesson this year because we did do that, and that's why I'm so happy for the guys. Um, you had mentioned that I was fortunate enough to have a couple other state championships. Um, yeah, I want to win them, but but especially this year, you know, this this was about them getting what what they really deserved because uh, I'm not so sure I've been around a group have who have uh, approached those things, the, the work ethic and the selflessness like I have before. And it's not very common in sports nowadays at any level, high school, college, or professionally. But um, these guys, you know, they're, they're just they're perfect examples. Um, you know what? Our, our, our principal sent me a great email after the match. He's like, you know what? I'm just so happy for the boys. It's nice when the good guys win. <laughs> there you go. And it, I, I, it couldn't have been said any better. You know, right. it was perfect. Well, will much of the team be back? Will you graduate much of the team? or um... we, we started four seniors. In, okay. in the state championship match. So, okay. yeah, um, not to put any pressure on Anthony's little brother, Zach, but <laughs> he might be filling in center midfield next year. So we'll still have a Kosin out there, which will be pretty cool, too, and he's a terrific player. You know, right. he, he played quite a bit for us as a sophomore this year. So the, so the first day of practice in August can't come soon enough for you guys, it, 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 it sounds like. so. Not for me. For them, they're, they're ready to be high school students again. And right. they're, they're looking forward to Friday night and jumping around in the stands at our football game. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Anthony, what's it like to be a student in Oakdale right now with all this oh, uh, success? It's so. unbelievable. I mean – Oakdale's blowing up right now. I mean, shouting out football. We had girls that signed yesterday. I mean, Oakdale's. You're about to enter basketball place. season, and you guys are always good in basketball. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Oakdale's a great place to be. Th- right this now. school's not that old to have all this success. I mean, you guys are 10 years old. Yeah. So, are. Um, so so it's, it's it's remarkable. So and I know you're still playing soccer, but will you get a chance to eat some turkey and stuffing and and, and, and pig out a little bit on Thursday? No or? doubt, no <laughs> doubt in my mind. I cannot wait for that meal. <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving to you, Anthony. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Coach Ruben. Thanks for coming in and and congratulations on all your success. Thank so. you. Thanks for having us. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the final score. We are presented once again by PFP Players Fitness and Performance. I'm Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department. My thanks to, uh, to Graham Cullen uh, for, for, for producing, even on vacation uh, uh, this week. Uh, Graham is, is hard at work uh, producing these podcasts. So my thanks to Graham. And we'll see you next week talking some football. So maybe Oakdale will be in the state football final next week, guys. So we'll see you next week here on the Final Score Podcast.